Hey, welcome to Crocker and Crone. Cone, that's Eric Crocker. I'm Grant Crone, apparently. Um, every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, it's a very tumultuous time in Ninerland, but we're trying to look forward and be positive. But before we do, can we just look back for a second? Like way, way, way back. I got to take us back to 2021 just to be a jerk. And my question right out the gate for you and for Eric, for everyone, who drafted Trey Lance? That, that, that's a great question. And, you know, we've heard a lot of different uh, yeah. takes on it. Kyle Shanahan being talked into drafting Trey Lance and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I, I won't act like I'm this guy with all kind of sources or anything like that. But I have I no have, idea. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I have no sources I, on this. Yeah. Yeah. I do have buddies that, you know, have randomly come across people. And uh, I won't say a name here, but I had a buddy that put on a, a pro day for a quarterback who used to play at Kentucky and Kentucky let him do his pro day at Kentucky. Okay. All right. So my guy trained this quarterback, worked with him, got him prepared for the pro day and put on his pro day. So at, at Kentucky's pro day, my guy is on the field, you know, instructing all the throws, et cetera, the routes and whatnot. We also had a conversation with the officer coordinator over there at Kentucky. Oh yeah. Which happens to be Rich Gangrillo. And you know, from everything that I've been told, I think I can talk about this stuff now yeah. because I think it's just out there, yeah. right? And I think it's yeah. it's most people know Scangrillo just did not want uh, Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah. And the conversation that I've had with my buddy confirms that. Yeah. But the part that was very intriguing to me in this kind of where I'm setting this up, uh, they tried to actually there were people that actually tried to talk Kyle Shanahan out of drafting Trey Lance, and that was his guy. Wow. So. Wow. So it as far as Kyle time. being talked wow. into it, again, at what point? I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you, people don't, don't they don't think about this part it's of it, so right? But like coaches, you know, they don't sit there throughout the year and watch all these prospects and just, oh, I'm just watching film. I'm a head coach of the 49ers, but I'm right. watching film on all these prospects, right? No. Like that's not going on at all. It's not until the offseason they start diving into, they get a list of guys and they start watching mm -hmm. things, right? And I think right away it was very clear that Mac Jones was able to do a lot of the things that uh, Kyle Shanahan probably would right. like. And I think and Lance grew on him. Right. So I wow. think uh, along the lines or along, okay. you know, that time frame of the draft and whatnot, maybe somebody would say, hey, check out this kid from North Dakota State. He's probably right. not on your radar at all because he didn't even play last season. Right. Right. And yeah. he plays at North Dakota State. So you probably never heard of him. But take a look at him. Yeah, and I think you probably seen Mac here. Jones on television because he was in the national championship. We just game. watched him in the national championship playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 so you know that you know who Mac but Jones, you don't know yeah. who Trey Lance is. Yeah. And I think there's a scenario where he saw Trey Lance, he watched Late. it, he saw some things that he really liked, some things where he's like, oh, okay, I can improve on this, or he needs to improve on these different things. And then once he met him, it's like okay. And I think from that standpoint, maybe he. Was swayed into drafting him, but I don't think it was people just swayed. be like, "Hey, man, you got to draft Trey Lance. Don't draft Mac Jones." I don't think that happened at all. I agree. I think it might have been like you said. Use the the verb swayed. That's how I would think. Like he liked Mac Jones. He knew Mac Jones. He got to know Trey Lance, and probably there were Lance advocates in the organization, and he got swayed. Let me let me just put out a, a scenario. You know? Do you know why I'm asking you this question? Do you know what what makes me ask you this question? No. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that how Kyle used Trey this year. It, okay, gotcha. You know gotcha, what I'm saying? Gotcha. It's like that. It's like makes me think. 
ooh, did you really want Trey? Because you, you were pretty um, reckless with how you used him. So let me go back. And this is just why I'm putting pieces together. I don't know anything. 2020, um, they just lose the Super Bowl. Tom Brady inquires. They're like, nah, we don't want you. So then Brady wins the Super Bowl. Jimmy gets hurt. Rough year. They're embarrassed. What do they do? Kyle has said he went on that flying coach podcast with McVay and was like, right. yeah, I was looking at, at Stafford. I was looking at his film and I was going to talk to him, but you beat me to the punch. So they were thinking about Stafford. And then it's been confirmed that they inquired about Rodgers. I mean, Shanahan like ruined his friendship with LaFleur over this Rodgers thing. So they tried Rodgers. That didn't work out. And then it seemed like the fallback. No, there was one other guy too that they looked into. Watson? Deshaun Watson. Okay. Yeah. So there were three vets that they were looking into. None of them worked out. And then the fallback was a rookie. So they trade up and they don't even know who they want yet. And it's been reported it was Mac and Trey. And there was so much blowback. First of all, the reporters that know Kyle the best said Mac the loudest. There was so much blowback from the fan base and me. Uh, it just felt like, is it possible? I, I wonder, did Jed go to you know have a big meeting and was like, look, we're not going to do Mac. I don't know. We're not going to do Mac. Is there anyone else we like as much as Mac? And Kyle's like, yeah, yeah, you know, we, I like Trey. It, it just... It just kind of feels like someone, someone's like, was it Adam Peters that liked Trey Lance? Was it Jed? You said suede. It feels like Kyle almost got talked into it and then lost confidence in it. Just the way he used Trey didn't strike me as someone who was ever 100% all in with that. The way Harbaugh was with Kaepernick, for example. I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. It, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I definitely could see that being the case, but I, it's tough. To me, it feels like. You watch the 49ers, you watch how the 49ers have lost some of these playoff games, yeah. right? When you get to the biggest moments and what Jimmy Garoppolo is capable of doing and what he's not. And I think what he is is a solid quarterback. You're going right. to win games with him, but you also understand that he has these different limitations. And I look, and it looked to me like a coach that who eventually wanted to be able to overcome that. Like, do I always have to be perfect? Right. Right. Or even if I'm, let's say I feel like I am perfect, but maybe this guy can't do everything I want him to do. Can I find someone that can expand on the right. things that we currently do now? And I do believe, and I think even Trey Lance has been able to show that now. Is it consistent? No. And I think that's the part of the game he has to work towards. But you, even in the short time we've seen him yeah. play, he has done everything that shows you, hey, this is why you draft me. Right. I yes. can move. I can make plays with my legs. I'm throwing the ball down the field. I'm throwing it outside man. the numbers. I'm doing these things, make the special layer throw. It, the inconsistent part is what drives people crazy. And maybe it could drive Kyle Shanahan crazy, but mm -hmm. you can work towards that. But at least you know he has the ability. When you watch Jimmy Garoppolo, those those type of things, it's kind of a struggle on top of not being uh, the most – yeah. I know the numbers say he's like super efficient, like as far as like completion percentage. But when you just watch him, like there's a lot of these like weird misses, um, overthrows, and then every quarterback has misses. But do you have the ability to overcome those misses? And then that's that's the tough spot. Spot. So uh, I, I think it was more so of just trying to can I can I figure out a way to get better from there? And there's a risk with that. There's a risk with that. When they, when when Kyle and the Niners drafted Trey, I think a lot of people were excited because they thought, okay, this is Kyle's guy, and this represents a, a change in offensive philosophy, to your point. He doesn't just want a quarterback who can execute a system. He wants a quarterback who can go above and beyond, and that's why they didn't take Mac because Mac is just another system quarterback who can execute it very well. Again, after watching Trey, do I feel like he really wanted to change his system? I mean, I was thinking that they Trey was brought in here to push the ball down the field like they did in Atlanta, not to run – 13 times a game like Tim Tebow, but that's what he ended up doing. And they, I mean, they had some downfield throws, but he never actually attempted a pass to Danny Gray. To me, it's, it's a little strange. I think what you said, that offensive philosophy shift that we were all ex expecting, 
I'm not sure it happened. And now they're back to Jimmy G. So well, I don't think it, it, we never really got to see it, yep. see him expand on it, right? Like yep. we're talking about a guy who, and we talk about Trey Lance, like he's played a ton of games for the 49ers, but I mean, it's Very four, cool. it's four yeah. starts now again. Yeah. Uh, you know, they watch him in practice, et cetera. But just in the sense of being able to build off of what he does well, I don't think they were to that point yet. So I yeah. do think there's a scenario by, you know, if, if he made it to week 15, 16, 17, where all of a sudden you start to see a little bit more of an, an open offense yeah, uh, as opposed to what we saw early on, which is more, hey, let's uh, do things that are kind of safe. We're going to run. We're going to do some quarterback powers. We're going to do some read options. We're going to do some bootlegs. Um, and things are a little bit more... Uh, safer not too crazy yeah. uh but i just think that's where he kind of was in his development you think it's possible that he called such a run heavy game plan in against seattle because he thought it was going to rain harder i don't know because they, uh, they were throwing more in chicago well they didn't really throw more until the tsunami I mean, they happened and it was like they had to yeah. right because yeah. if you if yeah. you remember i mean heading into the fourth quarter trey lance had only attempted 14, 14 passes. passes yeah what do you think it was eight, eight of 14, nine of 14. So yeah, it, was nine it, was, yeah. it wasn't until yeah. the tsunami came where it's like, damn, now we got to try to throw it. And it's like, yeah. well, we can't throw in this. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was a bigger issue. But in the sense of the philosophy, they were running the rock a lot. They started out, out the jump. You know, they did some um, stuff to get guys on the edge. Debo, Samuel, Brandon, Ayuk. Then, yeah. oh, okay, let me hit you with a crosser off of a play fake, right? Yeah. So I think they were uh, playing the pass off of the run and kind of building on that until it was like, damn, we got to throw the ball. And I don't think yeah. they wanted to do that. And I don't yeah. think Kyle ever wanted to do that right now. Again, with where Lance is in his development, like, oh, we're going to throw the ball 30 times a, a, a game willingly. I, I don't think that's the case. I also don't think Kyle wants to use a quarterback the way he used Lance. I don't think he wants to run a quarterback between the tackles. I think he felt he had to. Like, And the tip off for me is he never, ever brought in another mobile quarterback. If you were really having an offensive shift, usually you say you, you you have a similar quarterback backing him up, so you don't have to change your offense. We all expected Tyrod Taylor to be the backup this year, but Nate Sudfeld, Brock Purdy, Kirk Bankert. I mean, I don't see an offensive philosophy shift. I, I just feel like Trey is such a like a a black sheep here to use a, a strange mixed metaphor. But you know what I'm saying? Well, like he's like, how did you get here, man? You're I think so, he's like more else. like, and we say these different names and throw out these different guys, but yeah, if you kind of look at. Uh, Dak Prescott and how he's utilized with the Dallas Cowboys. He has similar mobility, right? Yeah. Not the fastest of guys, but he yep. can make a play with his legs here and there. Yep. But, you know, Dak Prescott, he, he's a passing, he's going to throw the ball. But if you look at Dak Prescott early on with the Dallas Cowboys, or even if you go to back to Mississippi State, he ran the ball more than early yep. on. Remember, they just relied that rookie year heavily on doubt. Ezekiel Elliott. We are handing the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott 40 times a game if we can. Yep. Yep. And they gradually kind of built on that to where now, you know, Dak Prescott is somebody who, can, right. if he throws the ball 40 times, you're still comfortable with that. But that wasn't Dak early no. on, whether it was year one or even year two. It was much more efficient year one. Year two, he lost Ezekiel Elliott. He had some right. injuries to the offensive line, Tyron Smith, some of those guys. And you saw a dip in his production and his play. And then now, obviously, again, you've seen as far as development goes, and it's tough because the 49ers have high expectations, but Dak Prescott's development from year two, to what he is now, and not that last game he played, that was terrible. But for the most part, what Dak is now, I mean, he could throw for 5,000 yards. And that wouldn't, no be, that wouldn't surprise anybody. No, I mean, if, if Trey Lance could become Dak Prescott in a few years, that would be great. Phenomenal. Double B Studios is crone heads. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, brought, I took Crocker and Cone together and made crone. <laughs> Coba Works says, are you going to Denver? Would love to meet y'all. I'm going Saturday morning. 
You going? I'm not. I'm not going, man. I got you know. What I'm saying I got this gym. I pay for it, and it's yeah. kind of put a damper on some of my tra- travel plans. Nah, if you had to pick between going to Chicago or Denver, I think you made the right choice. Not that I've been to Denver, but I just have a feeling it's going to be. I don't know. I'm curious. I hear Denver's dope, though. I'm not going to lie. I hear yeah? Denver's dope. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm only going to be there for Saturday. We'll see. Is Trey ruled out regardless if he heals before the season is over? That's another reason I asked why about, like, Kyle's just shutting him down. He's just, he just seems kind of eager to have Jimmy Garoppolo back. Well, he's so like one thing, Kyle, Kyle can, well, one, he probably is tired of, and he's like, Kyle, you you created this. He's probably True, tired so of just dealing with that, and it's just like, yeah. oh, man, it just feels good to just have one guy, like, yeah. cool, we'll do this for the rest of the season, and then uh, deal That's with everything point. else afterwards, but because um, if he says he might come back, and what it's, he's told. it's a topic all year, right? Yeah, if he says I, I think as back. far as the the uh, injuries and stuff goes, I think it's easy for him to say right now. Now nah, Trey's done for the season; he won't come yeah. back. But then come week 14, 15, depending on how things look, he can say, "Well, you know what? He recovered much faster than we thought." Initially, they told me he would not be able to play, even though there were reports. But now he's looking good. He's moving around. He's throwing the ball. Uh, there's a chance that we opened up a window for him to play. And I could see that potentially happen, but uh, I give it like a 20% chance. Yep. Double B Studio says, what I don't understand is Trey can play like Jimmy and Mac Jones system and more with the deep ball and he runs. Why is Kyle messing around? Um, Yeah, I guess. It it gives him more. I mean, when you drafted him, you drafted the total package, right, of someone Mm -hmm. who can do all these things. So, I mean, they're utilizing the run game. And I heard Kyle Juszczyk uh, on the radio talk about running the ball with your quarterback. And he said, you know, he's, he's a math major at Harvard and all that. And he talked about flipping the coin. Mm-hmm. And he says, every time you flip a coin, you have a 50-50 chance. Like, those odds do not ch- change. Mm-hmm. You have a 50-50 chance of getting heads or tails, right? Every time you flip a coin. Now, you can flip a coin and it land on heads 10 times straight. But even then, on that 11th try, you still have a 50-50 chance of mm-hmm. hitting tails. So he said that's kind of like the run game where, you know, there's no wear and tear in the sense of like, oh, your ankle breaking. Because that's what happened. It was his mm-hmm. ankle that broke. Right, uh, right, right. Whereas like, oh, you know, you just know on one play. It's kind of a fluke. That's that's essentially what he basically said. It was, it was more of a fluke. Of course. something that you can count on happening. It's not like if I run counter bash and Trey Lance keeps it, there's an 87% chance he's going to break his ankle. Like, of course Correct. not. Of course not. Of course Correct. not. So that was just how he viewed it. So no. maybe Kyle, in the sense of calling his plays... Even though we know the more you run them, just the more you open yeah. it up for him to potentially get hurt. But maybe Kyle was thinking like, now nah, I'm calling the play because I'm calling the play, not because I think that it, it could potentially hurt him. Of course. I mean, I think that's my issue is like, he's calling plays like he's Madden. Like he's not even thinking about that stuff. Like it's just, what's the best call? Okay, but you got to think big picture. What about risk reward? I mean, obviously. I mean, there's a right. reason running backs get hurt so much, and you're going to use your quarterback like one. Hold on. This guy says, J55 says, do you honestly believe that Kyle did not want Trey as QB1? Jimmy is going to get the Niners to the playoffs, and then uh, they will uh, stack the line and cover the middle another year of one and done. <laughs> I know it's weird, right? Like, why would he Why would he name him the starter if he didn't want him to be the starter? I, I don't understand what's going on in the organization. Did he feel pressure? Uh, Jed said he could sit him for two years. That's what I don't understand. If, well, if no, he Jed said be- he could sit him for two years if – if Jimmy is playing at an MVP level. That's true. That's a good point. Maybe there was some pressure from the organization. Because if Kyle felt he was ready, then that's not how you would use him. And if that's how you have to use him, then I don't think he's ready. And better to just keep, have him on the bench than to keep pounding him between the tackles and see what happens. I just want to say, I, I said it in training camp uh, when they started in- installing the triple option. I said, they're going to run him into the ground. And I was picking the Niners to miss the playoffs, but then they kept Jimmy. And I was thinking, good, now 
I didn't think he was going to break his ankle. I thought he'd miss a few games, you know, playing like this. And I thought, well, okay, well, now they'll be fine. Jimmy can come in. They'll, they'll win those games. And then Trey will come back. And But I was like, this is going to ha- – he's going to get hurt. I mean, he's going to get run into the ground. I feel like this was kind of predictable. I, I, no one thought he would snap his ankle. That's a freak accident. But yeah, dude, it, it, what do you think is going to happen? Running backs get hurt doing that. He's a he's a quarterback who's 6'4 and, and never done this really before. Yeah, and I think, you know, right now, if I had to say, like, man, you know, the injury tag, right, like injury prone – and I, and I think people would be fair to say that, right? I mean, he started, yeah. you know, what, four games, four games, and he's been hurt twice. Twice, yeah. And but I think there is like this one thing that's kind of looming in that is both times he's been hurt. I mean, he ran sixteen times in one game, and yeah. he ran ten the other. So would he be as injury prone if he just didn't run as much? Right. <laughs> you know, like you know, would it? Uh, I mean, I don't know the answer to that, but uh, I think uh, running him less would probably be a little bit more ideal moving forward. Yeah, it just seems like if he didn't play Trey this year, the narrative is, oh, well, Kyle's not developing him. What's going on with Trey? But if you play him and you run him and he gets hurt, people say, oh, well, you know, freak accident. Football happens. Guys get hurt. Kyle's doing a great job. Even if he may or may not be. I don't know. David says, what baffles me the most about running Trey so much is the fact that the first two games were the easier games to get Trey more, uh, you know, um, yeah, to get him more like acclimated, not antiquated, but acclimated as a thrower. Yeah, fair. Although it does, it did kind of suck that it was raining in both games. Yeah. Uh, Josue Torres says GTA Six leaked. Oh snap! Is that true? I don't play video Me games neither. anymore. So <laughs> I need to. I got my ex. I got the new Xbox in there. I, I bought it to play Madden, and I just got so busy with podcasting, training athletes, and it's like damn. It's crazy. You have a, you have like a you have kids in high school, right? Or what? yeah, yeah. See, that's a great excuse to play video games. I <laughs> once I get kids, once my kids like two years old, I'm like, you trying to play GTA? What's up? It's weird that you, I had to think about that when you said that, like, you got kids in high school, right? And it's like, damn, I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Flav says, haven't heard anyone talk about Brian Greasy or Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you think they're a good fit? Any reason to think he can help Jimmy Garoppolo have his best year? I think he'd be fine, Brian man. Greasy. Quarterback coaches are just an extension of kind of the offensive head coach or the play yeah. caller, I mean. Yeah. So it's not, you know, they don't, they're not doing a whole lot of working you know mechanics and stuff like that like i just saw somebody in the chat like oh trey worked on his mechanics in the offseason and he kind of reverted back to some of the things he did before you know i don't know about that when you listen to some of the things that guys worked on with him and i had quincy every on my youtube channel last night uh talked to him i talked to greg who had talked to the qb3 people whatever but everybody worked on like his his front stride which is mm-hmm. quickening up his hands not so much changing like a throwing motion so uh, i think a lot of people are seeing Oh man, like the throwing motion looks the same. He's reverting back to what he used to. Well, nobody tried to change that. They just tried to quicken his hands by uh, quickening that front overstride or whatever the hell they be talking about. French Toast says, went to the game Sunday to see Lance break out. He broke his leg in my heart instead. Sorry, French Toast. Sean O'Leary says, I live in Chicago. Denver is better. Oh, okay. Well, I'm excited then. That'll be fun. Wow. Josh Oliva says, no chance Trey plays this season even if healthy. Double exclamation point. Okay. F.U. Jobu says, uh, here's $5 because you got Kay Adams talking about you on her show. Shrake's talking too, but he doesn't earn you five of my dollars. Man, hella people came to hella people come to Kyle's defense, man. It's like, okay, all right. I'm glad that he has a bunch of allies. That's great. Good. His feelings really matter. I was thinking about Trey's, but everyone's talking about Kyle's feelings. That's cool. Mr. Tall says, what do I get for my membership, BT Dub? I don't know. I think you get to be like in, uh, I forget. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Let me get back to you. Hold on. BP says, uh, Kyle Shanahan is a good play designer, but bad caller, i.e. after the long Debo run, he runs again three times straight. Why not take a pass in the end zone for after a long run? I think I, Kyle Shanahan is really good at what he does, and 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I fair enough. Hey man, you don't yeah. have to come on my show and crap on Kyle Shanahan. I'm not telling you to do that. Yeah, I'll I think try. he's a good. I think he's a good play caller. I think he's a good okay. play designer. Uh, I think he does a really good job of setting up things. Yeah, no, nah, I think he's good. I think fair enough. Good. Alex Rock said this team's win. This team's win so often feels like losses. Cowboys and Packers 2021 Seahawks last week. Yet they behave like champions. I don't get it. Um, that's been their. That's kind of been their uh, culture since 2019. They, they they've had. It's been a very tight group it's been kind of the similar group for four years and they think they're the best team in the league even though they haven't proven it yet but they just get need one more chance this is the this is it but, okay we say that but everybody is oh this super bowl this super bowl team super bowl roster you gotta win right mm -hmm. now gotta win right now mm -hmm. so like how can we in the same sentence like you know and again i'm not saying you are the huh? commoner but how can we get on them about feeling like they are a championship caliber team when everyone in their mom is mad at them if they don't win the super bowl so how do you want them to behave? Like, how do you want them to act? Um, yeah. Uh, I like guess. They gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you got to act like champion. You know, you got you fake it till you make it. There we go. Fair enough. I like that. That's a, that's a good way to look at it. Jeffrey says, uh, do you guys think Kyle isn't the best play calling adjustments during game? What could his issue be when he just can't adjust mid-late game? Well, I mean, he just won 27-7. to 7. So uh, it felt like that week one. Um it may not be that he's not a I mean, I don't know. It's he has a very particular offensive system. Maybe, maybe, maybe teams figure it out at a certain point. I don't know. I mean, he, he doesn't throw the ball down the field anymore. It's all about running and yards after the catch. I mean, maybe sometimes he just gets beat. I don't know. What do you think? I think if he got I don't, I don't want to say I don't know. But yeah. What? All right. Flav says if Kyle didn't think he was ready, he would uh, he wouldn't put him in. But also, if Kyle truly believed he was ready, why does everything other than playing him suggest he doesn't trust him at all? It's mind boggling. Yeah, that's why I started the the uh, the show with this. I want to get back to the show. Do you have anything to say to Flav here? It is mind boggling. Uh, I, I think that realistically, you have to figure out a way. Like it's almost going to be like a dog chasing his tail if he just doesn't play. So even though he's not quite ready. And I always ask that question when people, oh, Trey Lance is not ready. And I always ask like, what, what does it mean to not be ready? Like, are you saying he's not ready to win a championship? Or are you saying he's just not ready to like start a football game? Cause those are two different things. And if you say he's not ready to win a championship, well, how do you get him ready for that? And I think you just have to play him. So that, that's just kind of my thoughts on that. That's yeah, tough just, though, because yeah. everybody else, they, it, it, Kyle said something very key. Uh, I think it was on the Tim Kawakami podcast. And he said, you know, I talk to our players about what to expect right now, you know, with Trey Lance, and they need to pick him up, you know, et cetera. Uh, and I hope that the fans are patient with him. So mm -hmm. basically saying, like, I understand he's not up to wherever it is that we want him to be at. Mm -hmm. But let's be patient with getting him there and give him the same time that you gave other guys, including guys like Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, right. it is tough because championship, temp that, that's all you hear. But for him, it's like, well, how do I get this guy ready to do that? Well, we got to mm -hmm. play him. And he's got to go through different adversities. And other guys have had the opportunities to do that. And he's it was just hope that you give Trey that same. So that I think that was his thought process between uh, with starting him, although maybe not feeling like he 100% trust him. Why well, would you, you said earlier, like, Jed said it would be cool to sit Trey for two years if Jimmy was playing at an MVP level. Well, he wasn't. If it's possible that there was some pressure from ownership to play the guy they invested in, I think what we've seen is that Kyle is being strategic here with the Niners. Like he saw what Harbaugh did. 
And he saw if you like go head to head with Jed as the as the head coach, he'll fire you even if you have a winning record. Kyle doesn't have a winning record. Right. So I think Kyle, I mean, he he runs the organization. I'm sure he could veto anyone if he wanted to, you know, John, whoever. I don't think he acts that way with Jed. I think he's respectful to Jed, which is smart and strategic. So if Jed says, hey, man, I don't want to take Mac, I think Kyle's not going to be like, it's my team. Like Harbaugh might. You know what I'm saying? I think Jed Harbaugh might. show it. He would. <laughs> but Kyle might be like, okay, all right. And then, and then. And then, you know, do what he's done. I'm just, I wonder. It just seems like Kyle's much smarter. And if Jed has a, if Jed inserts himself, Kyle probably won't challenge it. But I have no idea that any of that stuff happened. It's just right. theories to try to make sense of a mind-boggling situation, as Flay put it. All right. I got another question for you. Is Danny Gray in the doghouse? So far, seven snaps this season. No catches. He looked good in the preseason. What's up? No, Danny Gray is not in the doghouse. This is where Danny Gray is in his development. And okay. I talked about it. I believe I talked about it on here where I felt yeah. like, hey, he needs to improve at XYZ because I saw yeah. it on his college film. Now, that's okay. not saying he can't become more. But at that point in his development, I thought he lacked in a lot of key areas. And then when Kyle you Shanahan's. couple that with going over to Kyle Shanahan's office, which is extremely difficult for a young receiver, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. when you come from an offense where you don't huddle up. You usually look to the sideline. You got mm -hmm. one route. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's a tough transition into Kyle Shanahan's offense. So uh, I don't think he's in the doghouse. I just don't think he's uh, ready to maybe pr produce or contribute more than Debo, Ayuk, Juwan Jennings, Ray Ray McLeod. Sure. I got my eye on this situation because to me, it feels like they drafted Danny Gray for Trey. And I'm talking, we're talking about this like offensive philosophy switch. You know, not just the 11 on 11 run game zone read stuff like going down the field with a strong arm quarterback that isn't Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, isn't it, it, Danny Gray is wasted on uh, Jimmy Garoppolo unless he wants to start throwing the ball down the field. I thought it was for Trey. And then now he's not really I mean, he, he hasn't gotten used that way. Um, I understand he's not a complete receiver. There's a lot he needs to improve on. But in the meantime, you could give him a, a deep shot once in a while. But it doesn't seem like Kyle's interested in that. And I just don't see this offensive philosophy shift that we were all expecting, which is kind of weird. I would have thought because, I mean, I've watched a lot of Kyle Shannon's. I mean, we all have, right? Yeah. And he does things where he runs clear outs. Yeah. And I would, at the very yeah. least, and I thought he could at least excel on this, where we are going to uh, run you straight up the seam and you're going to clear it out. If you pull coverage, yeah. great. That opens it up for our guys underneath. If you don't pull coverage, that means we have a one-on-one -on -one shot with you vertically, and we're going to take that shot. And I, I at the very yeah. least, thought we would see that. Now, I didn't go back and watch all 22. There could be one of his seven snaps where he does do that, and maybe yeah. Jimmy just doesn't throw it, right? Like, there is a scenario where, where that happened. But uh, I'd say right now he's kind of limited with what he excels at. And I was talking to people, and they were like, Croc, you're wrong. You just hate on Danny Gray. You hate him. You hate him. And I'm like, dude, no, I don't. I'm just telling you what I see. And I see somebody who yeah. struggled to get off press versus, sure. like, you know, solid competition in college. Yeah. Uh, I saw someone that was really bad at the top of his routes, need to work Oof. on that and playing with more high-end controlled speed. Yeah. Uh, and if he was going to win in an area, it would be vertical. And I think when you watch where he won vertically in preseason, right, because he caught – he got two goal routes, right? Did he catch two? One. Yeah. I know he caught the one Packers. Why am I missing on one? Anyways, yeah. where you can, where he can get guys is if you're off coverage. Oh, it was Patrick Peterson Vikings uh, practice. Mm -hmm. So if you're playing off coverage, uh, 
against someone who can run as fast. If you can't turn around, which off coverage is hard, especially if you have no help. That's why I was so impressed with what Hufunga did against Tyra Lockett in the slot. But yeah. if you're playing off coverage against a guy like that and he's screaming and he runs 4-3, like, it's tough. And he yeah. can excel at that. But if you just say, hey, we're just going to play press against Danny Gray, I think that's an area where he definitely needs to improve. So, uh, you know, he was a, a late third-round pick. Clearly, he had these things that he potentially needed to work through. Maybe it takes another, you know, the rest of the season, maybe an offseason to really kind of grasp the the aspect of how to win at the NFL level. But yeah. I don't think he's in the doghouse. I just don't think he's good enough yet. I guess that's the best way to say it. I, just when they drafted him, I felt like my instinct was, oh, this is a Kyle pick. This is a Kyle guy. Like, IU, this is who he wanted. But then I look back and, you know, he's not playing right now. And it, it's kind of falling in the other category of people like Lance and Sermon who got here and Kyle was strangely lukewarm on right away. And you're thinking, well, okay, well, maybe – Maybe this is just a developmental curve, or maybe Kyle doesn't like him. I don't understand. To me, Trey Sermon and Danny Gray were here for Lance. There was supposed to be a new offense that was going to go a new direction, and it's not here. It's not here at all. Uh, it, either Kyle's resisting, or the guys got hurt, or it just didn't pan out. But it almost I, I almost want to ask, like, who drafted Danny Gray? Was it Adam well, Peters? What, was it Kyle? Yeah, here's like, the you thing, know what I'm too, and we talk about some of the guys that you just mentioned, and on a on a bad team, it wouldn't matter, right? Like, you right. could just throw those guys out there. Kyle talked about it last year. Like, I'm not just going to play guys just That's to true. play them because we drafted them or et cetera. Like, you That's know, when it comes to getting guys the reps that they need on field and that experience, like, we would have to be losing. And that was yeah. kind of his mindset. And that's, that's why point. some of the young guys didn't play. Well, when you're on a team, let's say Jacksonville Jaguars, you have the opportunity to just go out there and work through your struggles. Right. Whether you're a quarterback, whether you're a receiver, whatever you are. And on this team, because it's so good, you just don't have that opportunity. So a guy like Danny Gray, who would play no matter what on some of these other teams and at least be out there on the field, you just don't get that opportunity against uh, with the 49ers. And that's why I feel like the Niners were the worst situation possible for Trey Lance. Everyone said it was a great situation. In a way, it was. But as you just said, he was never, ever going to be given an opportunity to work through his growing pains and struggles, which were always going to be there. He's a project. It would have been a great situation if he would have played uh, coming off of a six-win season yeah. And, yeah. and just whatever you get from him, great. But going to the NFC Championship game was the worst thing. I think that was more so than oh, where he got drafted. It was going call. to the NFC Championship game yeah, and then having call. to follow that up. That was the worst thing. That's a good call. Him. It would have been much easier last year, straight up. Uh, Big Tone 707 says random, but does a knowledge of a plays in high level football make you any better at Madden or can you still get beat by some guy spamming play action? I don't You can that. still get beat by somebody that is like, you know, cheese. That's what they call it, right? Like doing the cheesy uh, plays. So. Oh, really? Yeah, you can still get beat by that. I stopped playing Madden in 04 when Michael Vick was the greatest player of all time. All you had to do was go five wide, no, Madden 04, be the Falcons and just scramble around and it was impossible to stop that. Get outside the pocket throw. With Vic. That's what it's I not as simple as that anymore, but it definitely helps. I mean, yeah, they've done some things to where it's still hard to kind of run around with, like, Lamar Jackson. Oh, okay. Okay. Because back then, like, Michael Vick was a cheat code in Madden 04. Mr. Tall says, oh, I see my star now. I'm still finding it hard not to be angry at, at the team's reaction to after the injury. I feel you, man. It's a very And, and you you heard check yesterday. He was prepared. He had a whole different um, statement, really, a whole different uh, – I don't know, attitude, but 
not that he had the wrong attitude after the game, but he realized that it's very emotional and people want him to be precise. And he was precise with his uh, emotion. Anyway, CT Law says, we all have different opinions. The new term right now is Jimmy G revenge tour. Oh my God, I don't want to hear that anymore. Uh, Kyle spit it in Super Bowl. Not Jimmy's fault, by the way. Up 10, Jimmy did his job. USA loves the underdog. Jimmy didn't do his job. Like you, you, you gotta make a play, right? Like yeah. the, the the head coach, and he can do so much and everything. And when it doesn't go well, like yes, he's gonna take the blame. Whether it's Atlanta, whether it's uh, Kansas City, whatever, L.A. Ram game, whatever it is, yeah, he's gonna take the the blame for that. But at the end of the day, bro, when I'm not able to be perfect, and when I'm not able to be that perfect play call that you need, I need my quarterback. Can you just make a play for me? When it was four, third and fifteen. And they ran the wasp play, which was, okay, whatever. But it still took Mahomes dropping back 30 yards, throwing it to a spot 60 yards downfield mm -hmm. to an elite Tyreek Hill. Like, they had to do it. If, if it's not for that play, four nights won the Super Bowl, right? But it's just having a quarterback that, that can overcome, like, the adversity that's in his face. Where when the 49ers had the same opportunities, you got uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who throws a pass. It gets batted down. I'm not saying batted down passes by Chris Jones is his fault. But it's his fault when he can't move or slide and everything has to be timing and rhythm. And if it's not, then it's Kyle Shanahan's fault, et cetera. Like the guy's open. Like, so, yeah, I hear I hear what, what, what they're saying, but now, like, I need my quarterback to make a play. Like, and they yeah, do he it. Yeah, like, Jimmy did his job. No, you know who did his job? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes did his job. He did his job because he won the Super Bowl. Double B Studio says, so all of Trey's work was for passing and they ran him. LOL, Kyle's good, but not a development. Quarterbacks, and it's obvious. Rodgers next year, Trey sits. They better get Rodgers. Because really, the only quarterback that Kyle has made better is Matt Ryan, in my opinion. And I don't even Still know bad. if he made him better. He was already great. Not great. Yeah, he, he was, was already, I mean, he was really already throwing for 4,500 yards. And then it's exactly. like, all right, we're going to really kind of just take this office to the next level. But it, he was already a really good quarterback. I mean, Kyle's so focused on running the ball. And that's another thing. Like, why is he so focused on running the ball? When he was in Atlanta, that was a beautifully balanced offense. His Atlanta offense was perfect. Not perfect, but it was freaking great. And he and then it fell apart because he couldn't run the ball in the second half. He lost 20. He had 28 to 3. And now it's like he's on a he's on like a six-year mission to prove I can run the ball. I can run the ball. Look, look, look at my running game. It's like, nah, dude, can you just bring back the Atlanta offense? That was money. You it was, and people off. forget certain situations in that game, man. He schemed up. Wide open throw, your running back whiffs on yep. a block, quarterback gets hit, they're running back for a touchdown. That last that last drive by Atlanta before before in the regulation really should have been a touchdown uh, or points. It should have yeah. been points. They threw the ball, they picked up enough yards during field goal range, but they caught holding sack. on the offense. Oh yeah, and it brought them back, and then there was like a sack. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, things happen, man. When you when yeah. you're playing, when it's the when it's the when we're talking about Super Bowl, NFC Championship, AFC, whatever. This is great on great, great yeah. coaching, great players versus great coaching, great players. Yeah. And your your the room for error yeah. is very small from everyone. Yeah. And at some point, it's like my players just got to kind of execute and overcome certain adversity because this team is going to bring it. That's why they're in this game. And and that's why you go out and you try to get your quarterback that can do more. I don't understand why that logic. People don't understand that. Yeah. Yep. Jeffrey Ray says pressure from veterans ready to win the Super Bowl is more of a factor than media or fans. The team is ready now and, and they trust Jimmy more. I, it was intense pressure. Uh, yeah, again, I, I, that was tough for Trey. I don't think he was ever really in a position to succeed. I, I don't think it's a, a, a coincidence that his best play of the offseason was in minicamp and OTAs when Jimmy wasn't there. He was so confident. Thought it was his team.
Little did he know that it was not. Jeffrey Ray, veterans windows that close if Jimmy can't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think when Trey becomes a starter in this team, I think certain vets can't be on this team anymore, man. I think they got to really give it to the, I feel like it's a generational divide in this locker room. Old guys that, that were in the Super Bowl with Jimmy and young guys that weren't. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, they, they could have just... No, 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 I don't say that. <laughs> they could have. Yeah. How does Burford and Banks improve decline with Jimmy Garoppolo as quarterback? Well, ball should come out quicker, but he's not moving. So... I do think he got sacked a little bit more than Trey last year. So we'll see. Maybe the sacks go up. Christina, thank you very much. That's very generous. Josh, Brady is already on the hot seat with Giselle. Might as well do one more with the Niners. It's true. We really don't know what Brady's endgame is here. Maybe he's just going to get divorced. All right. Question for you. <laughs> Does Kyle Shanahan's system make Jimmy Garoppolo better or worse? I know it kind of sounds like a stupid question because we always assumed it made him better. But Jimmy came out after the game uh, yesterday and said something that caught my ear. He said, it felt like 2017 when I didn't really know the system and I was just running around making plays. Um, what do you think? Is he, does, does Jimmy benefit from this system or no? I think everybody can benefit from the system, but I do think the micromanagement of Kyle Shanahan makes it tough to play the quarterback position. Yeah. And if you don't do things to a T with how he right. kind of wants you to do it, you know, it, it's hard. Because he does dial up stuff to where he's like, yeah, you, you should be – successful yeah. yeah uh but mentally i think there can kind of be this like stranglehold on the quarterback and kind of the pressure to make the read exactly how he wants because in in kyle's mind which again more times than not he's right but he dials it up for you to it's a layup here just take this yes uh and right. when you like are a guy like jimmy garoppolo coming from new england you know that offense was different you know there yeah. was it was more spread out yeah. It was more, you know, okay, I can kind of just read this concept here and I and yeah. get the ball. Not a ton of hands. shifts, not 8,000 yeah, shifts. Not play. shifts. Yeah. I, I think the 49ers offense is very, very, very specific yeah. uh, to executing. And if one thing goes off, then it's it's kind of hard, especially for Jimmy to be like, okay, let me be able to overcome this. Yeah. Uh, so maybe in a different system where he has just more options and a little bit more freedom, like he did, or, you know, in 2017 coming to the 49ers, like he did even. I say like he did last game, but I don't count that whatever happened that game because, I mean, it wasn't great from an efficiency standpoint from Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. You you expect him to do better than that moving forward. But, you know, yeah. he came in. The game plan wasn't for him. This game plan was for a trade. Like, he just got a playbook like a week ago. So I'm not going to knock him on anything, but I'd say uh, some of the throws, it was good to see him at least try, right? Yeah. Whether he connected or not, it was like he's pushing the ball down the field. Love to see that from Jimmy Garoppolo uh, because I did see somebody earlier say in the playoffs, people was, you know, they, they're starting to stack the, the the box against the 49ers and, and limit the run. Well, if Jimmy Garoppolo was taking shots down the field, which he threw two go routes to Brandon Ayuk, he threw another one down the left sideline of Ayuk, which is actually a really good ball. Like If he's doing that, I think it will kind of help open up things with, offensively. But is it that freedom is that freedom going to continue? Or is it just like, hey, just go out there, play ball, because we didn't game plan for you. And then, all right, we're going to put this game plan back and that restricts who you potentially could be. So, you know, there is that aspect of it for Jimmy G. Yeah, I, I just want to go back. Um, 2017, what he was saying, like, he felt that was the best he played and he felt he didn't know the offense yet. So his best, I mean, he hadn't torn his ACL yet, but his best period was before he learned the offense. In those five games, he threw for 293 yards, 334, 381, 242, and 292. He never does that anymore. And if you remember, so he comes back the next year. He had to learn the offense. It was it was bad. He tore his ACL. It was gone. Comes back the next year, and he has that five-pick practice. And everyone's thinking, oh, my God, he's not good. And so they go run heavy. 
They have this whole run-heavy offense. Mostert's great. They ride Mostert to the Super Bowl. And they've pretty much been doing that for like the last three, four years. But what Jimmy was saying was, I was better before that. I never got a chance to go back and do that. And now he's back in that situation. Now I wonder, you know, if the, we need them, we need Jimmy to throw the ball down the field, basically, for him to be a Super Bowl quarterback. Kyle, maybe he's Kyle who's like, don't do it. I don't trust you. You suck. I don't know. I don't know. But it's interesting. Like Jimmy's saying, hey, let me, let me throw the, let me cook. I don't know. I think Kyle is very, uh, Again, he he want, he's micromanager. He's he's a micromanager. You. But he, look, you got McDaniel in Miami being like, "Tua, you're a baller. Be confident. Have fun. Let's throw." And then you got Kyle in Santa Clara being like, "Jimmy, if you throw one fucking interception, I'm they handing off so the rest of the day." Though, what? Right? Like the, the, uh, Kyle and McDaniel, just listening to them talk, the the vibe about them, they are they're different. They, they feel are. so much different, and I think we they see are. that with you know Miami just in the sense of how he kind of you know talks about his players oh man yeah the most accurate quarterback I've ever seen you don't hear Kyle say anything about his players like you know to kind of instill I, that I level of confidence in them I, I think you need to do that stuff for a quarterback I mean I think quarterbacks egos are fragile and I think their egos are important to the organization like you don't need to be taking your quarterback down a peg you need to be the guy being like you're the best dude you're the free you're I think I mean, that's what Harbaugh Jim did. Harbaugh, everybody was the best. Yo, Alex Smith, you're the best. Colin is the best athlete, the best. That's what he did. And I, I mean, that's what always what Pete Carroll did. And, and Richard Sherman and KJ Wright were upset that they were, they were he was held to a different standard. Russell Wilson, he's a quarterback. Are you kidding? Yes, I he's like held to a different uh, standard. Remember uh, before the game? Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. So I'd like Jim to see Harbaugh would hit the shoulder, man. The shoulder yes. players, you know, and it's just like, let's go, let's run. Like, you know, and it's just like, that was cool. You know, it does because it means I'm Jim Harbaugh and I believe in you. That goes along and I'm showing it in front of the whole world. Kyle is like, I'm Kyle Shanahan and I'm skeptical. Let's see what you got. You know, it's just, I think it would help, especially the young quarterbacks. Matt Ryan thrived one way or another. I mean, in spite of you with your, your uh, support, but the young quarterbacks, Jimmy, he might really benefit from you being like, you know what, Jimmy, I think you're a great quarterback. He can't bring himself to lie, I guess. Yeah, you got to lie. You got to pretty much lie. Um, Mac Daddy D says the Niners are the worst sitcom on TV. For who? I like it. I think it's there is the best sitcom. Like Matt. our numbers on Locked On 49ers is doing excellent. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, it's great. <laughs> hey, Thank ask the people on social. Ask the TV people. Anytime they bring up the 49ers, the ratings, the clicks, the the views on social media when they put a clip out there, it is the best sitcom yeah. out there. And you know, people think like, oh, the Niners don't like you know, grant or they don't like this type of coverage. I don't look at it that way. I think the way they look at it is look at all these views that these Niners content creators get. That means that we're really hot. And I bet you they can sell more advertising. Just look at all these, look at all these views about people talking about my team. It's almost like the Cowboys effect. You know what I'm saying? It's a good thing to be talked about. I think Jed understands that. All of a sudden his advertisers are uh, paying him more money because he's hot. <laughs> Um, Smack Jones says the Niners listen to you after you and your pop said it's a lack of remorse and support to Trey from the team they posted a picture of all the players showing him love on Instagram you the goat hey man I'm just trying to be quality control I'm not trying to tear people down I'm trying to help I'm just trying to give suggestions so I'm glad they took that one because I think it meant something to Trey Flav says I feel like Kyle Shanahan is scared to fully back a quarterback because then if a quarterback fails it's on him and not the quarterback now, now I agree with that he needs to call plays as if he is a top 10 quarterback and see if they step up because we know playing scared don't work I agree with all that. There's something about Kyle where he likes 
I think his dad too. He likes having a scapegoat. You know, got you got to have a scapegoat to keep yourself employed. And it's too bad. It's it's the quarterback, but but as I said, the quarterback's ego matters. It matters. Kirk Cousins took off with Sean McVay. Just saying. Anyway, let's get back to our show. Croc, do the 49ers have the best defense in the entire league? Man, okay, so yes, through two games okay. they do. Wow. Now, now the tough thing is through those two games, you know, you played one game sure. in the monsoon, and then you played the other game, Geno Smith, and he's scared to push the ball down the field. Yes. But in the sense of being able to execute outside of a blown coverage, right? I thought the 49ers defense has played extremely well. And if you look at how they're built, I think this is something that can be sustainable. Now, again, is there going to be a game where maybe, let's say Russell Wilson, right? Let's say he throws for 320 yards. Like, I could, I could, I could kind of see that. Actually, I don't see that. Not with, especially if Jerry Judy's out. If it's just Court and Sutton. Is Jerry Judy be. out? He's, he's, uh, he did not practice yesterday. That's good. Okay. So, we, we, I don't know. It, okay, it sound, we'll, we'll from yeah. early reports, it was like day-to-day. -day. We'll see. Okay. But that's not good for Denver in the passing game. But, yeah. again, uh, you'll know, you will know where they are, right, especially in a couple of weeks because you got the Rams coming up. Uh, a couple of weeks after that, you're going to end up having the Kansas City Chiefs uh, a few weeks later or next month sometime, whenever that is. But right now, I would say through two weeks, 49ers, their defense, they're, they're getting after it. They're deep. They're loaded. Uh, they're good at every level. There's the front end, uh, second level with the linebackers. They're flying around. My brother's here. He's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But he's watching the games when he's like, man, this guy 54. I'm like, bro, that's Fred Warner. And he kind of knows who they are, but he doesn't like know their numbers and stuff. But he's like, mm -hmm. man, like the guy with the double arm braces. Like, man, that guy's flying around. So 49ers have linebackers. Like, they're getting after it. And then this back end, if you keep getting this out of Hufunga, yeah. Uh, yeah. and again, we'll see how sustainable it is. But they, it'll be hard to find a defense that will – that would be, I want to say, it would be hard to find five teams that have a better defense than the 49ers. Yeah. I'll say that. Because what, what I'm seeing right now is, like, they're dominating. And, yeah, they haven't faced a good quarterback yet, but um, they haven't even gotten pressure yet. They're not bringing pressure. They're not getting a bunch of sacks, and they're dominating. So yeah. once the the pass rush kicks in, which it will, I mean, not I mean more than Bosa is what I'm saying. Bosa's great. Someone else is going to get hot eventually. This defense is going to be even better. Like, Drake Jackson hasn't even been a factor yet. They're giving him about 15 snaps a game. I'm sure by week 13, he'll be playing a whole lot more. It'll be different. So, yeah, I do. I think this this defense has even potential to get better. My only question right now is um, the interior. Uh, Armstead's hurt. I think they say he's going to come back on Sunday. But, like, he and Kinlaw haven't made an impact yet, although they've played their position, done their job, stopped the run. Um, that's my only question because right now it's hard to find any questions with this defense. Yeah, the, the, the health is something yeah. that can be a factor. But even then, yeah. man, you had Kevin Givens come in and have like four tackles for loss. You He's know, a hell of a player. <laughs> gets better every year. I like him. I, I just saw somebody in the chat say that we trashed the team. That's why everybody listens to us. But I think right now we're bigging the 49ers defense up. I picked him to win the Super Bowl, and I'm not backing off him just yet. I mean, this team is really good. And, again, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do what he said and, like, play like 2017 and push the ball down the field, like, I'm open-minded, man. I'm starting to feel like I might have been a little hard on Jimmy and that Kyle's a little culpable on this. And if he could just let Jimmy do, do his thing, he might actually be better. So I, I'm open-minded on this team. I'm just saying. I feel like I was a little hard on Jimmy. And I feel like, you know, I, I kind of fall into Kyle's thing where – it's the quarterback's fault. It's the quarterback's fault. No, Kyle, man, come on. 
it's you sometimes. You can, you're a good coach, man. You can do this. I think you, can, you have the best. Everyone says you have the best team in the league. Make it happen. Because I think yeah. there's about four or five coaches in the league that could win the Super Bowl with this roster. And a lot of people think you're one of those four or five coaches. So, again, let's see it, bud. It's not yeah. like you have a competitive disadvantage with your roster. You've got the horses. Let's see it. Um, Big Tone 707 says, Trey versus Jimmy, LOL. You can't really win unless your name is Joe or Steve. That's the thing. They should draft a, co- a quarterback named Joe or Steve. It would make everything easier. They have Alex and Flowers dialed up, and they call it Cap Capper Pick. Yeah, man, it's tough. If you're not a Hall of Famer right away, Niner fans are going to heckle you like it's like you're at the Apollo, pretty much. Double B Studio says, who can possibly have it better than us? Nobody. Do you think Harbaugh gets a kick out of watching um, the Niners like go through turmoil? Do you think he like watching from Detroit? Like, <laughs> or he's just focused. I don't know. You, you said Harbaugh? Harbaugh. Harbaugh. I don't know. I feel like Harbaugh is in like his own world. He so, yeah. He kind of Harbaugh, Nick Bosa. I don't know. I, I just feel like they're not here. They're, they're, I mean, they're physically That's here. true. I know what you mean. But their minds are like somewhere else. I don't know. Did you see at, thinking about Sanchez unicorns and, and all type of other stuff? So did you see Stegosaurus? Steph, uh, was it, what's her name? Steph. Steph yeah, Steph. Yeah, that was that was one of the funniest things I've seen. It was so perfect, man. So good. Yeah. Josh Wyatt Even says the deep side. So you know, good. I wish I, I like, could have yeah, done she that. that she killed that. Uh, Josh Wyatt says if Jimmy Garoppolo pushes down the field, it opens up the middle, resulting in less five yard picks. Who cares if it gets picked deep? Underthrown deep balls also cause PI. I agree, man. Thank you. Th- and, 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 and he reaped the yeah. benefits of that last game. Two passing the field calls. To his credit, he was actually throwing the ball down the field. So I'm, I'm actually thinking so, maybe there is a Jimmy 2.0, and maybe Kyle's finally taking the shackles off of him or whatever. Oh, my biggest question with Jimmy now is, dude, can you stay healthy? Because if, if you're going to push the ball down the field like that, the team has a chance. So now you got to play the whole freaking year like you did in 2019. And you got to hit the, the, the big throw to Sanders down the middle at, in the, at the very end. So see. And that's all the more reason to keep throwing now. Because it's like, okay, you're a bad three-point shooter. Shoot the shot five times a game so you'll improve because you're going to have to shoot it in game seven. So yeah. do it a lot now. That's all I'm saying. This is the most positive Niners talk I've seen from Grant. Well, it's Croc, man. He brings it out of me. Vincent, thank you. Josh Olivas says the Bills being this hype two weeks into the season can hurt them later on. I'm okay with the defense flying into the radar for a little while. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Bills are going to be good regardless, man. When you have a quarterback that plays like Josh Allen, like you're going to be good regardless. You know, and that's why people talk about Super Bowl windows right now. Super Bowl windows always open when you got a quarterback that's legit. Hell yeah. Flav says, seriously, Grant, optimism looks good on you. I'm a very optimistic, positive person. Why would people say anything? That K Adams called me a bitter pundit. What? Me? Never. Are you kidding? Man. All right. <laughs> All right. I got last last question. Will the 49ers beat the Broncos this weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 49ers are favorite right now on the road. They're 1.5 uh yeah, point and a half favorites. I've I've talked about it like I'm more confident with the 49ers week in and week out than with Trey Lance, right? And I have all these expectations of Trey Lance moving forward. But we're talking about right now, and you got Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that increases the odds each week of being the favorite and being the team that can legit beat anybody out there. So, uh, yeah, I say 49ers beat Denver. The, the scary thing is just Russell Wilson, right? Because he's just yeah. been a boogeyman. Yeah. But, man, you get George Kittle back. You got Debo out there, Ayuk. I mean, uh, I think the 49ers, yeah, they, they, they take this one. I wouldn't be surprised if 49ers win by 10 points. Yeah, I'm going to take the Niners because of the two Ds. Debo and defense. That's his yeah. team. The two Ds. Double Ds. 
Debo and defense, as long as Debo's healthy and the defense is playing elite, it's hard to beat the 49ers, no matter who the quarterback is. So, I mean, I don't really see, like, Jimmy Garoppolo losing the game or pooping the bed, as it were. I'm trying to be PG in the morning. I don't see, see that happening. He doesn't need to, unless he wants to go out there and just throw it 50 times. But we'll see. I'm, I'm very curious to see, like, free and easy Jimmy, contract your Jimmy, doesn't really know the offense, Jimmy, hasn't been here all offseason, Jimmy. Is that the better Jimmy? I'm interested. Could be interesting. All right, man. Go put your money on the 49ers, man. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, mine is one to have. I'm taking that. David Sir says, I'm torn. I do want Jimmy and the Niners to ball out, but at the same time, worried he might be back next year to create the same drama all over again. I don't um, think he'll be back next year. Anything can happen. I have my theories as to why, but... Tell let me. me. That for thought, no, no, tell me. Year. I want to know. Um, I think it'll be more so of what we've seen. Uh, like okay to this point i think we know what jimmy is right and there'll be people yeah. you know, i got one person in here that keeps commenting on it but um i think jimmy garoppolo is a good quarterback i think with him you're going to win for sure yeah. 10 like i feel like that's yeah. the floor right yeah. 10 i think you can win up to 13 games even this year even after losing week one right because you yeah. have jimmy garoppolo our quarterback yeah but in the biggest of moments again and i've talked about it earlier right. i just feel like i know what he is and what he isn't and right. i feel like 49ers will lose in the playoffs the same way yeah. That they've lost. Where you're right. going to blame, oh, well, Kyle Shanahan's play calling. And, oh, well, Jaquiski Tart didn't drop this interception. But ultimately, it's going to come down to, did your quarterback make a play when you need it? And the answer is going to be no. And you're just going to keep doing that every year. So, since I think yeah. that way, I think, yeah, he's going to play well enough to go earn some money somewhere else. Yeah. But eventually, you got to figure out how to get over that hump. And I just don't know if it's Trey, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. So, maybe it's not Trey Lance. We'll find out. Yeah. But I know what Jimmy is. Now, I could be wrong. And again, we'll see. If he wins the Super Bowl, Brock, if he wins the Super Bowl and makes a play to win the Super Bowl, they'll give him a five-year contract extension. But again, we don't expect that. And happen. I would. If uh, yeah, Jimmy did, but that could I happen. would give him yeah. the five-year contract exactly. extension. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. My thing is, yes. I just want the 49ers to win. Yes. <laughs> like, right. I don't care about the who's that quarterback right. and this guy and that guy. Right. Like, I right. have felt like... Trey, if he gets to where you need him to be, and that's a big if, because you don't right. know. But right. if he does, you got a better chance. But if Jimmy showed, oh no, I can do it. And look, Croc, like I, I'm able to make the plays that you said that I wasn't capable of doing in that moment. Good on good, great versus great. If he does that, then sign him five more years. Yeah. And and great, Stick let's around. go. Put him in the Hall of Fame, man. I, let's I, go. I, I will say I was wrong. I, no problem. Um, what I wanted to say is the way we look at the Niners with with Jimmy is kind of like uh, uh, I keep going to basketball because basketball is like more inevitable, like the Jazz with Donovan Mitchell. They might be the one seed every year. They're like, oh, man, this team is great. Nah, they're going to break down in the playoffs because Donovan Mitchell isn't a point guard and can't get a shot off and isn't quite good enough. And he can't be your lead player. And you prove it every freaking year and you eventually have to blow it up. And like there's teams like that in the NBA. Where it's like you have a level. You might win 50 games. You might sell tickets. You might have playoff series, but you're never going to win. And you need to blow it up. And I feel like this is the last, the Niners' last chance. They've had four years to prove that they can do it. You, you better win the freaking Super Bowl this year. Otherwise, you need to change something. And the change is Trey Lance, Danny Gray, something different. So that's what I feel like. Jimmy, you're Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Pretty much. F.U. Jobu says, I do it. My, uh, if the Niners can put together some wins and be in a good spot at the trade deadline, what piece do you think is the most critical to add to go all in? Um, so far the interior offensive line is doing good. Let's see how they do against uh, Aaron Donald in two weeks, but that would be a spot. See where, where Jimmy Ward's at. Maybe another tight end to take a little uh, work 
away from Kittle. I don't know. I mean, this thing's a running back. How about a freaking running back? There's options. Uh, yeah. That running back position, I don't know. That's a strange one. They all get hurt. They all get hurt. They all I don't think hurt. I've I've seen anything like this where your guy just can't finish a year. Like we just no. haven't seen it. I think maybe it's Carlos great. Hyde. I think Carlos Hyde did. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just, you know, they're not really prioritizing durability with running backs, although what running back is durable? Carlos Hyde. Daniel Garcia says, Does Ayu get more looks this weekend? That near one hander in the end zone was almost a play of the year so far. Yeah, I think it's about time that Jimmy starts targeting Ayuk the way he did Sanders. I mean, they're pretty much running the same similar routes in the same parts of the field. It's interesting to me. I see a Rams person in the chat, and it's like, man, they got the 49ers. They, they can talk, but. <laughs> Not again. Like, we'll like, like, it's like Kyle be kicking the Rams' ass. Like, okay, yeah. like, y'all, y'all got one. Yeah. And it was true. a big one. It's it true. Like Kyle the last seven. Like, it was by three for, points. For them, for this person to be the Ramala person or whatever, for oh, him, yeah. that's and that's a weird name. But for him to talk the way he does about Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, it's like, do they kick your ass all the time? Like y'all got yeah. one. That, that was good. That was that was a great. That was a great win. Yeah. But you can't talk crazy about 49ers situation when, like, like in a couple yeah. weeks they're gonna kick the Rams' ass. Like they kick your ass. Yeah. Niners game. Wolfcat says that was good. Uh, Niners because of JP and D. JP and D. I like that. I like that. The double D team. NC Niner fan says no Super Bowl right flave. INT in pick six in the NFC Championship. Ooh. I don't think Niner fans need to root against Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he's the best you got. Unless you think Brock Purdy's better. Yeah, why which would you I root don't. against him? Why would you root against your starting? Yeah, player? why? Ramon says Mitchell on Cavaliers now, but good reference. Yeah, I know. They had to blow it up. They eventually blew it up, like the Niners will eventually have to do unless Jimmy Garoppolo wins the Super Bowl. Frank Gore is durable, which was the most strangest thing of all time considering his college career. We started off the show with like borderline negative conspiracy theories because that's what I like to do and ended up making it the most positive show ever. I didn't see that coming, but it was fun. I thought this was a good show. Croc has that effect. Josh says Tom Sula would know what to do. Is he still in the league? He's somewhere. Got I feel like he's got to be somewhere. He's he's a good D-line coach. So. Is he back in NFL Europe coaching? The, I got to know. Anyway, thanks for watching. Thanks for being here, Croc. I always appreciate your time. I know you're extremely busy. Yeah. All good, Have a great, man. great weekend. See you guys. Peace.